from Star Studios in Denison, Texas, this is Coffee with a Sign Painter, a weekly podcast hosted by sign painter Sean Starr that consists of interviews with other sign painters and some of the customers and characters Sean comes across while running his studio. All right, welcome to another episode of Coffee with a Sign Painter. Uh, today's episode, I will be uh, interviewing the DeBell brothers, Chris and Stu DeBell. Uh, they're a couple of Australian second-generation sign painters uh, that do some uh, really spectacular work. Um, these guys, uh, currently Chris, is uh, located in Vancouver, British Columbia, um, and his brother Stu, who was in town, so we went ahead and caught them both at the same time. He is um, in, from, in, from Tasmania, so uh, we had some pretty good conversations with him, and I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, we get to look at some of their perspective on um, where the craft is and where it's going, and uh, we have a good time. So thanks for tuning in, and uh, I think you're going to enjoy this. We had a really good discussion. So here it is. This is my interview with Chris and Stu DeBell. Today I have with me the DeBell brothers. Am I pronouncing that right? Uh, Dobell. Dobell. Okay. Yeah. Dobell <laughs> brothers. We've had it all. We've had dumbbell, doorbell. <laughs> well, I didn't want to make the obvious joke, so I left it alone. Oh, there's some good ones there. <laughs> uh, so, so what's you guys' background? Um, you guys are multi-generational sign painters, right? Yeah, uh, our dad, Bill, uh, ran a business in Australia for, with our mum for uh, over 40 years uh, in a, our hometown of Wollongong, New South Wales, which is just about an hour and a bit south of Sydney, uh, those people that want to look it up. Um, yeah, so we're pretty lucky. Dad was a, he was a trade school teacher back in the 80s, also ran his business for you know, X amount of years. Um, so we were lucky enough to do our apprenticeships through Dobell Science and attend the trade school up in Sydney, which was quite the prestigious school. Uh, and lots of, uh, you know, it was a three-year apprenticeship course. You learnt all the rules and regulations of learning how to paint signs. It was, uh, it was cool. You know, you did gold leaf, you did watercolour stuff, you did yeah, learning the construction of letters, layout. Um, yeah, it was really cool. So... We were pretty lucky. We had lots of good tradesmen uh, that worked with Dad, so we got to pick up tips and tricks, and and uh, yeah, it was a pretty good education. Um, so, what was that environment like? Like, um, like you went all day every day. I mean, you know, for, for those of us that never went to any kind of a trade school, I think it's kind of uh, intriguing, yeah, well, wondering what that was like. Yeah, uh, it was one day a week. Uh, we would catch a train up to. To Sydney, which is about a two-hour trip, and uh, yeah, you would the the day would consist of uh, you would do drawing in the morning, so construction of letters, different alphabets, um, nice. and then uh, yeah, then you would have uh, your practical work, and uh, yeah, it was a so it was a full day. It was you know eight o'clock till what was it four o'clock eight or something? Yeah, eight till four. four. Uh, and yeah, different levels of uh, you know stage one, two, and three, and then uh, you spent 
one year with the uh, with your company, and that that gave you your um, your apprenticeship. You became a a sign writer or a sign painter, as they call it over here. So, did you guys both go through that process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we both went through. Chris went through um, screen printing as well, didn't you? Yeah, I did two trades. I did uh, sign sign painting or sign writing and the screen printing. So I was pretty lucky that I loved the screen printing. Hated the sign writing to start off with. Really? Uh, <laughs> I think that anyone that's uh, is especially for the new guys that are coming into it that is starting to learn the frustrations with learning to, to try and swing a brush and not being able to, to master it or, or get the hang of it straight away is so frustrating. And I think my first year of trade school, it was just, you just couldn't get it as much as you practice and practice and practice. And I think it was about stage two that I got through there. And uh, all of a sudden it just, it just clicks. And once you start getting the hang of doing that lettering, it just becomes this crazy addiction that, yeah. uh, that all of us know, uh, anyone that's been in the trade long enough. Um, and you just, it's, <laughs> you can't describe it to anyone except for other sign sign guys. They get it. Yeah, that's so, true. So, yeah, so um, you're in, Chris, you're, you're where exactly? Where, where do you live uh, and work? I live in Victoria, BC, which is uh, on Vancouver Island. It's about, uh, about an hour and 45-minute ferry ride from the mainland of uh, Vancouver where the likes of uh, John Lenning or Jay Byrne lives over there. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty much I'm on the island here. We call it The Rock, okay. uh, which is about two hours ferry ride away from Seattle. Okay. So to give you a bit of a geography there. Um, there's only myself and uh, another British guy, Chris, in, here in town that still do the, the old school stuff and another guy by the name of Abby Aspen who's up a little bit further up island. Um, so there's not too many of us around town that are still swinging a brush. Okay. So. And then, Stu, you're from, you're still in Australia? Yeah, I'm from Tassie. Well, from Wollongong originally, but moved to Tassie about four years ago, Tasmania. Uh, been down there doing sign writing, had my own little business down there. And, uh, yeah, just same thing, just slinging the, slinging the brush day by day. <laughs> and so you're in B.C. right now with Chris while we're talking. Are you just yep. up there for a, a visit? Or are you working on stuff with him or both? Nah, just on holidays at the moment. Yeah, up here visiting my girlfriend and Chris. So, yeah, trying to spend a bit of time with these guys and take a bit of a break. It was pretty hectic this year, this year or last year. So it's good to um, just take a break away from it a little bit and get some fresh ideas and some new uh, new scope on, you know, stuff. Gotcha. So... Um why don't you talk a little bit about what it's like in Australia as far as the, you know, sign painting things that you're seeing down there. I know there's a resurgence. There's pockets of resurgence all over, um, yeah. especially since the sign painter movie came out. So what are you seeing down there and um, what's your, your take on it? Um, yeah, as you said, we, we are seeing pockets of new sign writers coming out. Um, I don't know if that's for a good thing or for a bad thing. Um, I've what I've personally seen is there are a lot of new generation songwriters coming out, not be able to get taught by you know a proper songwriter or do the schooling because a lot of the schoolings are shut, starting to shut down in Australia now. Um, so it's harder for them to find you know somewhere to go or can't do the travel to get there. 
Um, so they're learning off internet, they're learning off books, they're learning from other sign writing tips and tricks like the movie and, you know, just picking up pieces as they go along. Um, and what I've found now is some of those guys who are calling themselves sign writers are teaching other people to become sign writers now, which it's a hard subject to touch on, I guess. To, to me, I don't think it's right, but, um, you know, I think they should be learn how to do it the proper way before they can, you know, go out and teach somebody else to do Yeah, to, it's that whole you've got to learn the rules to break the rules thing. You know, I, I, I see this, like, you know, hipster style that's emerged in the last couple of years where everything is just so crudely done and you know as a style that's not necessarily a terrible thing for it to look hand done but um no. some of it's just horrible yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you said it you're not not us <laughs> hey, hey man I, I get myself in trouble all the time i'm okay with but you know i just I, are you seeing the same thing down there is that what you're describing yeah we're seeing a bit of that oh, we're um, seeing it everywhere yeah we're seeing that i mean I guess it's hard for those guys because they don't know where to go to school or they haven't had proper schooling. Um, you know, they're coming from graffiti backgrounds or graphic design backgrounds um, and they're bringing their own elements into it, which I think is great because it's pushing it into a different era. Um, but also I think you need to learn the old school ways, the, the technical traditional skills as well before you can go off and start teaching well you know what, what you're doing yeah yeah i guess we're seeing a lot of these workshops popping up around now and uh i think that's probably what Stu's talking about there's a lot of workshops coming through australia uh like some Meyer, mike meyer going around teaching uh pierre tardif uh we've seen seen it pop up everywhere and what Stu and i have been talking about is how much do you really learn in one weekend workshop right does that give you enough credit to go off and teach somebody else so that's that's kind of what we've been talking about as where some of us older guys that have been in it for a while have had to put in the hard yards yeah <laughs> and that i think that's the the big issue for me is um you know like working with my dad you know I swept floors and did all the crappy <laughs> grunt work for three years before I touched any paint on anything, you know. And, um, you know, that kind of old school approach, I mean, that's kind of horrifying to go through when you're younger, you know, because it just <laughs> it sucks and it's, you know, but it, it also, it, it like sets your brain to respect the process and respect the traditions and all of that. And, I, and I'm seeing now... Um, this is a kind of a pet peeve of mine is, you know, there's people posting stuff on Instagram and Facebook that, you know, back in the day, I would have never posted, you know, we, we didn't even take pictures of 98% of what we did because it was either crappy or boring or, you know, occasionally you take a picture because it's like, okay, this is something I'd, I'd be willing to show somebody. But now yeah. everybody's just, you know, and their main concern is how many likes they get on something, not whether it's good or not. Yeah, yeah. I think that. if uh, if Dad saw some of the stuff that we were doing now, he would uh, he'd probably kick us up the bum for doing it the way we did. <laughs> why, why is that? What do you mean? Uh, well, he was very meticulous. I guess he he his boss Harry Templeton uh, was an old school guy that was very very formal, and 
you know, they, it was a different time period. You know, things were done differently, and it was done correctly and and with certain techniques. And uh, you know, that's just the way that you did did it. So, I guess Dad passed those on to us. So, if we were going to, you know, prepare the job, it was, you know, pair plywood. You had the sand it, then you had to prime it. You know, two coats of primer, and then you know, two coats of this. And like now, um, you know, I'm using. <laughs> so many untraditional techniques that, right. uh, to produce but, but my see, That's one of the things that I admire about your work the most is that you're always experimenting. So like, how did you go from being trained by your dad who is very like strict and traditional? Is it just rebellion or are you just a punk or what is it? <laughs> uh, well, when did you and I first moved over here, uh, which was 2006, dad had shut down the business. He'd sort of, pretty much retired and uh we have another brother maddie too that was uh used to work with us and uh he was screen printing and the three boys were trying to run the the business and we it was it was pretty frustrating and, and hard in our hometown because we wanted to still keep some of those traditional things alive but it had really turned into a digital market and uh everyone was competing against each other just for that you know square footage of material right um so Stu had already been to Canada before and, and been to Victoria, so we thought, you know what, we'll just we'll take the brushes with us, see how things go. And Victoria is a it's a beautiful town and a very artsy town, so I think the the community here appreciated still the the hand elements. And there was a lot of guys here before me that uh, and you know, funny enough, an Aussie guy by the name of Graham Sanders that did some beautiful work here from Victoria Science years ago. So we were lucky enough to meet some some young guys, um, A. Nellis and uh, Colby Spence, who ran a, a business called Insight Screen Printing. And having a screen printing background, I was managed I managed to be able to uh, convince those guys that I could you know print some T-shirts for them, and in return we would uh, have a few beers and a few laughs. And and they got bigger, and as they got bigger, they sort of took Stu and I along for the ride. Um, so we worked out of this tiny little space at the back of their shop. So we went from having a huge big workshop that Dad ran to a tiny space. So when you get into a tiny space, you realize you can only work with a certain amount of things. So um, you got to start adapting. So for those young guys that are listening that are probably working out of the spare bedroom at home or their kitchen or something, they'll know exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta, you got to work with what you got there. So Mother start, of invention. <laughs> yeah, so you start looking for the quick fix of uh, how can I, especially in the – uh, we're not in the very cold part of Canada, but I'm sure you know, cold parts of the states or uh, or Canada up here, you, you've got to look for those things. So, spray cans became uh, you know a big thing for us to try and use on backgrounds. So we we're starting to use spray cans. We we're starting to you know, get into more of the water-based paints where we could heat heat gun things and dry things fast. So yeah, we uh, I guess we just learned to to adapt. And as we learned to adapt, we met the local graffiti guys and uh, and sort of started picking up on a lot of that sort of style, which has influenced both of our work, I think. And, uh, yeah, we just sort of uh, started trying to do things as quick as we could possibly do, do them. I think that was how we got into that situation. Yeah, turn, turnaround's important, especially, uh, you know, I, I'm, I've been watching, like, with, with – I don't really understand your situation now with the brewery. What you you do a lot of work with a specific brewery. What is that? Yeah, so um, I guess probably 
been working for Phillips Brewing Company now. Matt Phillips is uh, he's a genius. <laughs> he's a very smart guy. He's only 40 years old. Uh, he started a, a brewery on a bunch of credit cards and, and has built it into an empire now. Um, and he has a graphic design Oh, sorry, graphic designer that works for him. His name's Sean O'Keefe, and uh, he's a good friend of ours, and he's an amazing designer. And he saw the potential in Stu and I years ago, and he also had a bit of a, a soft spot for typography and, and sign painting. And so we all became friends, and Sean sort of pushed Matt into eventually giving us a meeting. And in that meeting, we had a few beers, and we showed him what we did back home, and I think that got the ball rolling. So... Uh, one sign led to another, which led to me now working uh, at the brewery uh, full time. So I, I would say 85% of my work is is brewery related work, sandwich boards, menu boards. You know, and is your studio there at the brewery? Yeah, I uh, I work out of uh, a shipping container, which is pretty funny. <laughs> you, you and Bob Dewhurst. I don't know if you know who he is. The the guy in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think this place is a little bit messier than mine, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I, I share the spot with uh, with another guy by the name of Russ Papp, who's another another great guy, and uh, we've all become pretty good friends. So there's, there's sort of three of us there that that are uh, running the the arts department at, at Phillips, and it's uh, it's not a, not your average brewery. It's where a lot of breweries would be just mass producing you know digital prints. We're actually you know reusing. Yeah, the crates that come in from shipping and, and we're turning those into signs where, you know, we reuse, recycle, uh, creating things that are different. As we talked about, you know, experimenting with different ideas. Sean is fantastic to, to do that. He has a bit of a graffiti background as well as his graphic design background. So, you know, we're, we're always playing around and having a few beers in the studio and, and what if we added this to this? What would happen? What would be the re- reaction? And uh, we've been lucky enough. We've come up with some pretty crazy techniques, which are very untraditional. And I think that's what upsets a lot of the old traditional guys that have been set in their ways. Yeah, and that's, like- that's what I would talked about in, my, in the first <laughs> podcast. The first episode was just that mindset of you can't do it this way, you know, or you, you yeah. got to do it this other way, or you can't go that direction. So how how do you how do you, obviously you view that the same way I do because you're just doing whatever you want to do but yeah well, I think Stu and I we, we you realize that uh, to set yourself apart from for any from anyone else out there you've got to be doing something different and uh, or else your signs just become mainstream and boring like a lot of the digital stuff that we see um, my dad used to say to us years ago that you could you go around the town wherever you went to and you could tell the sign painters or the sign writers work because he had a certain poster style or a certain style and my dad would refer to it refer to it as flair he said you know these guys would have you know you could tell this guy's work it had so much flair or a character to it um so I, i think Stu and i've always thought about that too like we we've always wanted our work to stand out so we're always you know looking at other people's stuff but also trying to experiment with crazy techniques and you know sure we have our sign idols that we that we probably rip off some of their stuff but i think (laughs) they would probably rip off stuff from us too uh, i rip off stuff from you guys all the time just so thanks that's good (laughs) i hope so uh, yeah for for the uh, people um that aren't completely familiar with what you guys do i want to point out something too like there's 
there's like sign painters, sign painters. You know, there's like the guys that all of us look to and say, okay, that's the real deal. And that's that's how I and a lot of others view both of you guys. You know, there there are very, very few people that I have ever come across in, in the craft that can take a Stabilo pencil and walk up to something, sketch something, and the final, you know, piece when it's done is amazing. And, you know, that's you guys. Yeah, I think and that, that comes so I with hope that. that makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that just comes with it, it takes a long time to get to that stage, Sean, as you know. Yeah. You know, it's uh, and and trying to explain to the young guys today, it's you, you just got to want it. You got to want to do that. You only get out of it what you put into it. And it's like anything. So it's uh, you just got to put the time in and and hopefully that whatever's going on in your brain and and uh, what what you've got in your mind, they're ready to go transfers over to the, the sign. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's one of my uh, most envied items uh, in the whole world of sign painting is actually belongs to you guys or to Stu, and that's your shop truck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a beast. Thank you. <laughs> I, I don't know what it would take to steal that and ship it to the United States, but I'm working on a plan. Yeah, well, probably about 15 or 20 grand you can take it. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I think that's... Truck. Yeah, and, and we're seeing a lot of those things coming back now. Like, you see, you know, our Canadian uh, Pierre there, he's you know, he's always working on these beautiful old trucks, and mm-hmm. Mike's trucks down in Minnesota there, it's, I think it's something that goes along with our trade. It's sort of that appreciation for the things that were built and made back in those days are just beautiful and we've lost all that because we've gotten come into this new as you mentioned in the first issue there that cookie cutter everyone wants it done now fast 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 things back in the day would you know they're just done with more appreciation and love i think <laughs> yeah we're we're in this old train station now we've got our studio in this train station that was built in the late 1800s and you know there's no way anyone would even attempt making this now. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, uh, it's a pretty neat thing to be in and neat environment. Yeah, we love all that sort of stuff too, the old, the old school stuff. So. Well, we were, Chris and I looked at an old school um, mirror the other night. Yeah. And it was just perfect. And, you know, it looked like it had been yeah, screen, uh, screen printed because <laughs> uh, it was just and um, I think Chris asked... Yeah, I sent the picture through to Dave Smith, um, and I think most of the guys listening would probably know who that guy is. Uh, and If they don't, they haven't been paying attention. No, that's, that's <laughs> for sure. I mean, you talk about sign painting, and then there's, that's just another level altogether. Uh, so, yeah, I sent the picture to Dave, and he thought it was early 1900s and had been shipped over from uh, the U.K., and it sits in one of our local pubs here in Victoria. But as Stu and I looked at it, I said, take a look at this thing. It is, it's just, it's way too perfect. Uh, we, but it was all hand done. And the techniques from those time periods and the, the guys that were working on it, that, that was just run-of-the-mill stuff for them back in the day. Well, he we said, you know, like how long would it have taken someone to do that actual um, process and we said well I guess back then you had teams of guys working on one project at a time not just the one guy over and over again um, but also they would have had a lot more time I guess back in those <laughs> days they probably you know said here you go we want this mirror in 
six months, not <laughs> tomorrow. Right. <laughs> so I guess they did have the time to spend on it, whereas today I guess Chris finds it harder and harder oh, to, yeah. um, to, to manage time yeah. because people, you know, they want it yesterday. Yeah, we have, uh, we have I think, nine beer reps at the brewery now that are uh, – for me, very fortunate. They uh, they're out there selling my work. So, uh, but our clients want them pretty quick. So you, you, you as we call it, we're banging, banging this banging Wednesday stuff. kind of a thing. Yeah, we're we're banging stuff out. So I don't think anyone knows that I'm hiding up here today instead of being at work. <laughs> <laughs> they won't find out till too late. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's. It's also a very rewarding job too, you know. It's uh, we're pretty lucky that we get to go to work and enjoy something. I mean, it's a love hate relationship. You get to do something that's pretty unique compared to sitting behind a computer or, or punching the clock or something. You know, uh, we're doing something different every day. It's just it's pretty awesome. And then you get to see your stuff around town, and you, you can change a, a town. And you've proven that yourself. You, from going to town to town to town, you just, yeah, yeah, making your mark across. I, I think that's just a sign of instability. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't stay in one spot, Sean. <laughs> Maybe so. Well, you so, paint that whole town, and then you got to move on to the next one. Well, yeah, there's nothing left to do. <laughs> uh, actually, I think we've we've just been continually migrating towards uh, less chaos. You know, yeah. we, we, we went down to Denton, which is about an hour south of us. And that was uh, that's a really cool town. Lots of music and lots of art and everything. But it's also kind of in that boom phase right now. So it's just a little too fast paced. Maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think we all are. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So what's on the horizon for you guys? Like what what? Uh, you guys have any ambitious plans or cool things happening? I think we'd like to get the, the team back together here because it's been a while since we've actually worked together. Um, and Stu and I both have different skill sets, so it was uh, it kind of worked out well. Stu's a lot better at the pictorial work and drawing skills, and I really had to work on my lettering skills I was probably more of the uh, out there selling it and Stu was doing all the hard work all the time so <laughs> so when you had to start doing some hard work for a change and I guess Stu had to start working on on some of his stuff too so yeah so we work well together as a team and if, if things you know pan out and Stu can either come here and, and we can get the, the old team back together that'd be good um, but if not you know uh, we're lucky in today's society where we can do things like what we're doing now the Skype stuff and swap ideas and things like that yeah but uh, we've, we've been talking about doing some more uh just playing around with different different gold techniques and 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 uh, you know screen printing up panels and and things that are just different that we can well, that i can offer to phillips um and to our clientele of the, the pub industry and restaurant industry here in victoria that sets our work aside from a boring digital print that comes from China or yeah. <laughs> or the local fast science guy that really just doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. All they care about is the money side of things. For us, it's not, it's never really been about money. Um, sure, it helps because it pays your bills and it puts gas in the car. But uh, when you, I think when you have a passion for it, like Stu and I and yourself do, uh, 
you know, sometimes you'll go above and beyond on a sign, even though you might only have 200 bucks to spend on it. You'll, you'll throw 600 bucks into it yeah. because you, you want it to be look good. And uh, I guess that's when you learn how to start getting fast at some of the styles that you do and fashion them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So how does it work? Like you guys are, are Australian. Yeah. Um, are there any barriers to coming to Canada and working, or is it because it's all under the same umbrella as the UK? Or I don't even know. Is that correct? I mean, how does that work? We're all Commonwealth countries. Uh, so, like Canada and Australian Commonwealth countries. When I, Stu and I came over here in 2006, um, we had, well, Stu had work visa. Uh, I was on a holiday visa because we really just didn't know what we were going to do. Um, and I'd met, Stu introduced me to my now wife, Cass, uh, and I was lucky enough through her, she was able to sponsor me um, to stay here. So I was allowed to do that and I became a permanent so, resident of Canada. So there's and like I, paperwork rigmarole, oh, just like yeah. if I were to go up lots, there, huh? Lots yep. of paperwork, lots of money uh, involved in doing it. And then uh, late December last year, I wrote my citizenship test and now I'm officially a citizen of Canada, um, so which gives me the dual pass, uh, passports and stuff there too. I mean, I'm always going to be an Aussie at heart, but uh, it just so happens that Victoria is a, a town that I can continue the craft on is where Australia is lacking a little bit in the scene. We're only just starting to see it sort of come back a little bit there now. So, uh, yeah, so it's a little bit of a, a process to go through. So... If Stu was to come back, he'd have to go through the same sort of things. We've been talking with immigration lawyers and things like that, so we'll see what happens. Now, I've, I've talked to uh, John Lennig about this um, a few different times. Um, it, I think you guys have access to like a, different materials and, and equipment than, than we do down here. Um, do you have trouble finding paint and all that up there, or is it like <laughs> off-the-shelf stuff? What are you using? Oh, that's funny. Uh, so, yeah, there's pretty much nothing in this town. There's no sign supply shop. Uh, there's a couple of places that you can buy, yeah, like your local hardware store, uh, sort of the Home Depot type situation. Um, you can buy plywood from. There is a couple of big sign supply shops, but they're out east of Canada there. Uh, and then there's a little hobby store here that sells one-shot lettering paints. It's also it's also a bit of an automotive place as well. So you get the small little tins of one-shot if you're looking for enamel that are ridiculously overpriced. Uh, John's probably a bit more fortunate than, than what I am because he has he's in the big smoke of Vancouver there. So they've got a few sign supply shops over there. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're pretty limited to what we could get as far as paints compared to the States. Um, so are you just using like off the shelf enamels from like hardware stores or what? Uh, no, I'll use one shots. So I've, I've finally got onto a through another fellow Canadian guy who's a champion, uh, Rick Jensen out in Alberta. There, uh-huh. he's got me onto a, a guy that uh, he buys some Ronins from that might be able to get me some aqua coat and things like that. Um, but usually, when I make a trip to the states, I kind of load up. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we can get one shot here. We can. Uh, I mean, a lot of the the water based paints that I use now are are pretty good. You know, the the likes of the Sherman Williams and General Paint and things like that. They're uh, you can get away with them. I and mean, if they're lasting in the house for fifteen years, they're going to be 
good enough for a song. Yeah, we we use that on all of our exterior wall work that I have for years. I just use exterior uh, house paint because it, yeah. it's made to last. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like a plastic enamel now, so yeah. it's, uh, I mean, it, it doesn't cover as good as some of the, we had some really good brands in Australia that we that we grew up using, and we got used to working with them because they covered so well, but uh, yeah, you come over here, you, you work out which ones are the water base, <laughs> really watery, and which ones are... What about you, Stu, down, down in Australia, do you have pretty good access to material? Um, they do um, on the mainland because I'm in the same situation as <laughs> yeah. Chris being on a on in Tasmanian on an <laughs> island that's you know 12 hours away from anybody um, I have to ship my stuff over from Melbourne hmm. so for one shots I've got to, got to pre-order them from um, place in Melbourne and they send them over um, <clears throat> but I use a lot of the water base um, house paints as well like Chris does um, just for a lot of indoor work. I don't use it. Um, I use it a little bit for outdoor work, but mainly for menu boards and um, for signs that I know that are going to go indoors and don't have to be treated um, for the weather. Um, but, yeah, it's quite hard for me. I can't get any brushes down there, so I have to order them usually from the States or I get them from Chris. Um, we do an order together and then he sends them down to me um, because, yeah, in Tasmania, no one supplies paintbrushes in signwriting uh, or the paints. Um, they dis- discontinued the last batch of um, what they called Solver paint down there, yeah, which, was, was good. which was made for signwriting. Um, and they don't even stock that anymore. Mm. So, for me, um, for enamels, it's yeah, go to go to Melbourne for one shot. But um, you're paying ridiculous prices on because it's getting shipped over from the yeah, states. Yeah, it's getting shipped from the states, and then it's getting shipped over to me. So you know, sometimes for a, a half or a quart, you know, you could be paying up to sixty dollars. <laughs> just for a little, you know, <laughs> it's quart. Just quart just of paint. Basically, I was like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you've just got to add that into your job. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, fortunately, you know, if you're using lettering enamel for lettering, it goes pretty long ways. Yeah, definitely. For backgrounds and stuff, that would kill you. Yeah. 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 I mean, I find for backgrounds now, um, a lot of people just bring me the background supplied already, whether it be uh, a metal-based material, what we call color bond for... They use it for roofing down here, and a lot of it's pre-coloured already. Um, or you know, they they just get they get it done by somebody else, and they bring it to me already done, and then I paint it up. So, but I find I've I've been using a lot of wood um, just for that purpose. Um, <clears throat> I can do the backgrounds in uh, water-based the house paint materials. Um, and they need to put a clear cut over it, um, and that seems to last just as long. So, yeah, I use a lot of uh, water-based clear coats now, just uh, just to just that added insurance of an extra coat over the top. You know, um, the the weather conditions up here are a little bit different. Everything's especially in winter times. Everything's wet and damp, so it just. It takes its toll on the on your signage if it's outside. Sandwich boards get beaten around, so you 
having that water base, you know, it's easy to, to touch them up if they do get busted up. Right. Well, I, I have a, a mandatory question I've started uh, for all the interviews that requires complete honesty. Don't paint signs, kids. <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> There's uh, no money in it. I have never met a sign painter that, um, well, for one, didn't like a, a beer, but um, but I never met a sign painter that, that didn't work uh, to music. So you guys have to each tell me, like, what's on your iPod? And even if it's guilty pleasure, you got to admit what it is. So you go first, Stu. I think Stu's... Probably Miley Cyrus or something on there. No. <laughs> uh, Stu and I are pretty lucky, actually. We we both played in in bands for for years, and I've I've really noticed that with the sign the sign community, uh, that artistic side of things. They're either sign guys are either really talented musicians uh, or very religious or very alcoholic. One of the two, or all three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's uh, but yeah. Um, I like all sorts of stuff. We have our, our Aussie bands that we still love. Um, but right now I'm... Like who? Any, like who would that be? Would any of us know? No, probably not. Oh, I only probably ACDC. That's probably about it. ACDC. <laughs> uh, I listen to uh, anything from sort of the hardcore uh, screamo sort of stuff. Okay. All the way through to... Good old folk. Uh, I'd probably say my, my one of my favourite artists is a guy by the name of Butch Walker. Uh, he's been around for a long time. Um, so yeah, I, I, he gets a, a fair few hits throughout the day for me. And then yeah, if you need that energy to get through the the afternoon, it's uh, let's go with the heavy stuff all the way. Okay. <laughs> all right. And what about I, you, Stu? The, ang- the angry music. <laughs> uh, I've been going through a, a '90s phase at the moment. Um, listen to all the '90s sort of. Um, grunge, I guess, bands uh, like uh, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Alice all those, Chains, yeah, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, all those kind of 90s bands that were big back then. Um, but yeah, I also like uh, my punk music and um, been getting into sort of a bit more, sort of, um, I guess, gypsy sort of folk kind of music, like a Folk punk, I guess they call it gypsy punk. Like, uh, uh, like Go Go Bardello or yeah, like Go Go Bardello, yeah. Cool. Uh, bands like that. Um, they've still got that kind of, um, I guess, punk esque um, relation to it for me. Um, and I also like um, bands like City and Color, which are big, big here. Um, and then yeah, my sort of heavier, heavier rock bands. Yes. Okay, neither of you are giving me an embarrassing guilty pleasure band. Come on. Like uh, Chris Chris does <laughs> Chris does like um Nana Miscuri. <laughs> oh, Miscuri. Yeah. Uh no, I, I don't know if we I haven't really listened to any we've never been mainstream kind of guys. Uh I think that's a commonality, you know. Yeah. I, I I see that with everybody in, in this craft is Always digging for like the little nuggets under the mainstream. Yeah, like we we always go out. We, as I said, we played in bands for years. Uh, we're pretty lucky. We it could have been our career path at one stage. Um, but, but you chose uh, this instead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I we, think we chose just, us. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, 
there's no way of getting out of this, and that's what I, I tell people. Once you get started in this game, it's like the mafia. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a, it's a crazy addiction. It's you're always striving to become better and learn something new, and you'll, you'll see somebody else do something new thing. And that's why I love about going to these meets and meeting other people. And as you talked about in that first issue, they're talking with uh, with other sign people. I mean, there's there's no secrets out there anymore. You know, I mean, you can find everything you want to find on the internet. Yeah, and. My dad is pretty funny. He's like, don't tell him anything, son. Don't tell him anything. Let Make him learn the hard way. <laughs> and that's probably that old school mentality, but I, I might as well, you know, I just share it with everyone. I don't care. Yeah, yeah and, you know, the, the way that I, I it, it first, uh, you know, probably seven, eight years ago when, when there was starting to get momentum culturally for sign painting again, I was a little bit guarded. But once you really think about it, it's like unless somebody invests the massive amount of hours, yeah, it's not going to matter anyway. They're not even going to know what you're talking about half the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, good luck to them if they can, you know, can do that and pull it off. But as you, as you know and we all know, it takes years of practice and, you know, a lot of paint. And if you're into alcohol, a lot of alcohol as well. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I go over and, and visit uh, John over on the mainland there. There's, there's a few of us that get together over there. We try and get together at least once a year. And uh, we, we hung out for, for John, for J-Bone, the listeners listening to him. And he's a character of the industry. 50 years he's been, oh, yeah. 50 years of, of lettering. You can't beat that knowledge. No. And it's like, it's like hanging out with my dad. You know, the stories. And Johnny used to like a beer back in the day. He doesn't drink anymore. Uh, the same with another guy, Cal Trotter, and there's a few of us that are, and we just get together and we, we talk about those techniques and we paint signs and drink coffee and, and listen to Johnny's crap music. So when you interview him, he'll tell you all the crap music that he listens to. <laughs> I'll definitely dig into that story when I get there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and we talk about, you know, some of the amazing artists that are coming through the ranks, you know, guys like Will Lyons in, down in Australia, right, yeah. fantastic, uh, Josh Luke, uh, you know, guys that are started, and they're the ones that are going to continue on and keep the craft alive because eventually we're going to drop dead from either cirrhosis of the liver or or paint fumes, one of the two. Yeah, probably both. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, but it's a fun fun trade, you know. I guess I love it, you know. I'm by no means a rich man, but uh, it definitely, you know, it's, it's... Pays the bills and puts food on the table. And well, wealth is measured by more things than just money. So. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that satisfaction of, of doing a nice job sometimes is uh, more rewarding than actually getting paid. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a lovely. Well, th- this was good. I I think this uh, we had a good discussion, and I really appreciate you guys doing it. And uh, yeah. hopefully, I don't botch it too bad in the editing, and when it goes out there, it doesn't sound completely horrible. Where do we send the invoice to? (laughs) I'll get back with you on that. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, enjoy your uh, rest of the day. Hopefully you can play hooky and get out of the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, It'd be nice. Bring out with Stu and uh, our latest issue of Signcraft showed up, so we might uh, take a look through that and see how much digital and dimensional signage we can look at. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I got issues with that, but I'm not touching them right now. <laughs> For us, this is, uh, it's almost 80 degrees, going to be 80 degrees today, sunny. Wow. Nice. We had gray, nasty weather, so I've got my motorcycle out there, and I'm going to enjoy my afternoon. Good well, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time to chat with us, Sean. It's good. I hope that uh, this becomes successful. I think it will. Hey, it's uh, it'll be what it'll be. I'm just happy to yeah. do it. Yeah, <laughs> cool. All right, right, on. All right. List, look forward to listening to it, and <laughs> yeah, all the best. All right, and 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 thanks for uh, for no blatant profanity. I appreciate that. No problem. <laughs> we saved it all up just for after this. Today's episode of Coffee with a Sign Painter is brought to you by Full City Rooster Coffee Roasters in Dallas, Texas. Roasting distinctive coffees from around the world. Sean drinks Full City Rooster Coffee every day in the studio. You can order their coffee online at fullcityrooster.com. Coffee with a Sign Painter, hosted by Sean Starr. You can find all sorts of info about the show and sign painting, including previous episodes at our website, seanstarr.com. Mm-hmm.